week one is gone, and now it is time for the over and under reactions. Of course, Sleeper Nation, this is Natter alongside the number one Australian analyst, Sheehan. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Week one in the books, it was a, well, it's a bit of an up and down week of football. There were some close games, there were some blowouts, but I tell you what, there was none closer than one of my matchups, which I lost by point zero two oh, of a how, point. How? How do you, how do you lose? What, what happened that made you lose by 0.02? I don't know. I need to go back and look at the tape. I've just been so distraught and I'm, uh, I'm not really a religious guy, but I've been to every church, mosque, synagogue in my neighborhood praying for stack corrections today. I've lit candles to every deity. So I'm hoping there'll be something coming up for me, but I'm, I'm not holding out hope. That is rough. I remember, uh, I've seen some people post they've lost games because of QB kneels. You know, you lose like about two yards per QB kneel. And then that, yep. that little stat right there that costed them the week. I would be so sad. I'd be really sad. I always try to offset that in leagues that I'm setting up or commissioning in by having a, I think it's 0.02. It's whatever, whatever yard is times two per attempt to offset the QB kneel. That sounds like a lot of work. Well, not really. It's it it doesn't really factor into the scoring overall, but uh-huh. um, but it works out. I'm I'm looking at my lineup here. I'm going to throw the blame squarely at the feet of Marquez Callaway. Okay, okay. I th- I think the blame also goes on you for starting Marquez Callaway. In retrospect, I could have started uh, Jamal Williams. Could have started Mark Ingram. Could have started Marvin Jones. Could have started Zach Pascal. I believed in Callaway. He'd blown up the preseason, so. I'm on the, the losing side here. However, I did go absolutely lube-free balls deep into the fantasy footballers in the Scott Fishbowl and had won before the uh, early slate. Oh, sorry, the afternoon slate had even kicked off. So how are you feeling about that one? I'm sure that one always feels pretty good. It does. You know, they were guys that I looked up to when I first started uh, doing this and, and probably still look up to and guys that I listened to religiously when I first started playing fantasy football. So, you know, it, it's nice to get one back over them and... Hopefully we can continue our winning ways. How did you go in uh, in your best ball and and all your leagues this week? I did not check the best ball one, but I've won. I think out of the ten leagues I'm in right now, I think I won eight, lost two. But the pro- the problem is the two that I lost are the ones that I kind of care about the most. That one was the the buddies league. I got absolutely demolished. I went against Kyler Murray and Hopkins and uh, Marvin Jones, I think, and I and Joe Mixon. I went I went against a lot of people. I think he almost put up two hundred points in a half point PPR league. So I, I kind of had no chance, no matter how well I did. And then, of course, uh, uh, another one where uh, the, the the commissioner scrambled the starting lineups for people, and I never really noticed. And uh, I, I started a lot of people I should not have been starting. There you go. That's uh, that's a lesson for all of us. Uh, uh-huh. Double check your lineups. Rogers- oh, absolutely. The Rogers Adams stack killed me in my home league. I could offset uh, it in yeah. every other league, but them shitting the bed, falling face first. Uh, absolutely, uh, absolutely cost me. Yeah, yeah, I think you, uh, summarized that pretty well. So of course on today's show, we're going to be doing the overreactions. Like I mentioned earlier, the return of the not top 10. It's been a while since we brought that back. Time to bring it back. And then of course, some wise words of wisdom. If I have any, I don't know. I don't know if I have any yet. So we'll see if I think of something, but hey, Sheehan, pass over the mic to you. So these are just to follow over overreactions. I'm going to give you a statement. You tell me if this overreaction is justifiable or not. So first up, Zeke is washed and Amari Cooper is the wide receiver to own in Dallas. Is that justifiable or not? You know, I really want to say it is justifiable, but I, I got to say overreaction right now. What about Zeke? 
Zeke being washed. No, he should have had a touchdown. He should have had a touchdown that game. It was a bad throw from Dak Prescott that didn't lead him properly. I wouldn't call him washed. I saw something floating around. I'm sure that our listeners have probably seen it too. That something like Dallas called 12 run plays. Dak checked out of 12 of them and Ezekiel had 11 carries. He did an excellent job in, uh, in blocking and covering for their losses on the offensive line. I'm sure he'll bounce back against the Chargers this week. We'll agree there. Now, overaction number two, the Jags backfield is going to be a timeshare between Carlos Hyde and James Robinson. I don't think it is an overreaction because, I mean, Carlos Hyde is a good running back, and so is James Robinson. They both deserve playing time. Uh, but I do think James Robinson is still the RB1. Carlos Hyde, you're just going to have to deal with the fact that he's going to, you know, leech off some carries. Yep. I think it was probably a game script issue, uh, for them this week, but Robinson didn't look nearly the runner he looked last year. That, that offense didn't look like anything compared to, I mean, not to overreact, but if, if, if you can't get it done against the Houston Texans, maybe, maybe the Houston Texans, they figured it out and they got a good defense, but. That that was definitely a disappointing game for the the Jaguars offense. I remember you calling me crazy for saying the Texans were going to win that game. I may have said that. I may have said it. <laughs> I kept the receipts. That's the beauty of doing this in a recorded medium. The receipts are out there. <laughs> now, number three, this is close to your heart. Friendship with Brandon Ayuk ended. Now Debo is my best friend. Correct. 100%. It's not even a reaction. We, 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 during the draft process, we said, ignore Brandon Ayuk. Take Debo Samuel. And I hope the listeners listened and done that because if you did, you'd be pretty happy right now. Yep. I have a lot of Debo and I started him nigh on everywhere and I'm a very happy man today. Mm-hmm. There yep. you go. Kyler Murray will be the QB one. No, that's not an overreaction. It's pretty logical the way uh, he played against Tennessee and that rushing value. So nice. Will he be the MVP? No. I don't think they're going to win enough games for him to be MVP personally. Yeah. Yeah. But he's going to have a good season. He's going to have the season that Russell Wilson thinks he has yes. when he starts campaigning for MVP. Yeah, there you go. Correct. Cooper Cup is the wide receiver to own in LA. That's not an overreaction. It's justifiable. Well, that's uh, what the segment's called. Yeah, I know. I know. That's the problem. <laughs> I know. It's like, it's like, I don't want to call it an overreaction, but at the same time, like, it's kind of justifiable. Um, Perfect. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, I like Robert Woods a lot, and uh, you can't go wrong with any wide receiver. But right now, Cooper Cup, you know, he's got he's got a little something special going on with Matthew Zafford. The Rams' running game looked really, really poor. Yeah, and uh, if that's a sign of things to come, I think it's wheels up for Higby, wheels up for Cup, wheels up for Woods. Yes, but it is the Bears' defense, and they have some behemoth, some girthy males on the defensive tackle. <laughs> I mean, have you seen Hicks? He, he's a big guy. He's a big guy. Yeah, we love girthy Hicks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's facts, and I mean, I'm gonna chalk this up for the Bears' defensive line just being really good. Yep, I think I think that's probably fair. Jameis Winston can be a top twelve QB. Yeah, you're running as a Saints offense with Sean Payne's a quarterback. That's fair. Yep. I mean, sorry, Sean Payne's a coach. Mac Jones is the real deal, but Tua Tungo-Vailoa isn't. Because I know our uh, buddy Showtime is a huge Dolphins fan. I'm going to say it's perfectly justifiable. I think you couldn't make an argument that Tua was the better quarterback out there. Mac Jones, I was very pleased with him from a Patriots point of view, but 
the uh, the dolphins escaped there, as far as I'm concerned. Ooh. And last but not, oh, a full credit to them for going into Foxborough winning week one, but um, I think they got lucky. Uh, Atlanta will be picking in the top three, and both Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts will be busts this season. Atlanta picking in the top three, I think uh, that is perfectly correct. I think they will be picking in the top three. I don't think Ridley and Pitts will. Actually, I think Pitts is going to be a bust compared to his ADP draft stock. I don't think Ridley will be. I I wouldn't feel comfortable about owning either of them right now. They, they were definitely in disarray. I'm more concerned with Mike Davis's little work workload and his touchdown potential upside. Um, against the Eagles, you would consider, or you would think that the Atlanta offense should be able to move down the field properly. They look lost. Yeah, they looked all over the place. And, um, I read that Mike Davis started with that, or the Falcons running game started with 84 yards in the first quarter and managed 124 for the game. So, uh, to be honest, I missed most of that game. I haven't gone back to watch it on Game Pass. I watched the highlights, but it didn't, even the highlights didn't look good for the Falcons. No, they need, someone needs to give them a compass, give them a map, something to help them out because they're going to sure need one. Yep. And, uh, well, it could be Spencer Rattler throwing him the ball next year. Uh, I mean, hey, if they're in the top three, I think they have to seriously consider a quarterback. I think they should have seriously, seriously considered a quarterback this year, but well, that's too late. Okay, so side unseen before we move on, who's Matt Ryan the quarterback for next year? Okay, so, okay, um, the Raiders quarterback next year is either going to be Matt Ryan or Aaron Rodgers. I think it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. I think Matt Ryan is going to be in Washington. Washington football. Okay, that's fair. That's not a bad... Uh, landing spot for him also. Hmm. I can deal with that. Yeah, I think that'd be good. And, uh, you know, maybe he'll get a chance to finish with some silverware. I'll give you another now, hot take. I, for, first, I'll give oh, you yeah, another no. hot take. Uh, he'll be a niner. What in no way? That, that's, that's far too hot. If that happens it's, well, yeah, I will buy you a Matt Ryan jersey. That, you know what? Deal. 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 Fair. Fair enough. Right. right. Now tell us who's not in the top 10 this week. All right. So in this segment, I have right now the rankings for week two, the projected week two rankings, to be clear, for the running backs and wide receivers. And right now I have the top 10 listed. So what I'm going to do is read you the name, who they play against. And then, of course, we're going to pick and choose who we don't think is going to be in the top 10. Right now I'm taking the rankings off of the Fantasy Pros ranking sheet. If you want to see my ranking sheet on the fantasy pros website of course i highly recommend doing so that way when you see me talking about a player you can kind of compare and see exactly what i am talking about but of course let's start off the list with the running backs christian mccaffrey against the saints of course he's going to be number one it's christian mccaffrey you set and forget dalvin cook against the cardinals same thing set and forget number two derrick henry against the seahawks who was immensely disappointing last week couldn't even punch the ball in twice i believe on the one yard line that was disappointing Alvin Kamara against the Panthers, Nick Chubb against Houston, Aaron Jones against the Lions, Joe Mixon against the Bears, Najee Harris versus the Raiders, Antonio Gibson versus the Giants, Jonathan Taylor versus the Rams. A quick side note, the Raiders versus Ravens game was phenomenal. It was a fun game to watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh Uh-huh. Definitely did not expect it. I know I have a buddy who is a Raiders fan, and he was telling me, you know, if we lose by 10, 
I'd consider it a good sign. I told him, I was like, no, the Raiders, they always win week one against a tough opponent. And uh, they did that last year against the Saints. They took one against the Saints. And then I told him they're going to do it again against the Ravens. Uh, he, he, he was very happy for me when I uh, told him I told you so after the game. Both uh, both teams tried to lose it multiple times in overtime. Yeah, uh, and in and in the end, Zay Jones was wide open. Uh, I, I don't think anybody or their mother expected a pass. And I mean, for, first it looked like John Gruden was ready to just throw the game away by having a delay a game, having a longer field goal, and then putting the offense back on the field to try to run the ball to gain it a couple of yards. It looked like it was a discombobulated offense. Who knows? Maybe he planned it out. Yeah, maybe. Maybe we're giving him no credit for being a, a crazy offensive mind when, well, he's really done nothing to prove that since he's come back. But but here we are. It was a good win for the Raiders. Shout out to, uh, to Raider Nation all over the world. There we go. All right. So out of the list of players I just gave you, who does not belong in the top 10? And then give me somebody you'd put in that slot. I'll give you my locks for this week in the okay. top 10 first. Christian McCaffrey. Dalvin Cook, and I think Derrick Henry is going to have a big game. That is a proud man who is not going to like being disappointed. I think we can lock in Kamara versus the Panthers, Chubb versus Houston. This bottom five gets interesting as far as I'm concerned. I think definitely drop out Najee Harris versus the Raiders, and I would replace him with Austin Eckler versus the Cowboys. Okay. Drop out Joe Mixon versus the Bears. Okay. For his opposite number, David Montgomery versus the Bengals. Oh, okay. Is that it? I don't like Gibson versus the Giants. I know I've just got an alert, alert through from Sleeper that says he's back practicing uh, with no issues with his shoulder. Uh, but short week, I could easily see them using JD McKissick in this passing game, give Taylor Heineke some nice check down options, and, uh, and he doesn't end up there. Who slots in? In that top 10, though, is the $64,000 question. Who do you, who do you like who's outside this, uh, this top 10? So I like DeAndre Swift against Green Bay. Yep. I like them. Uh, I like Chris Carson against Tennessee. I don't know if he's quite top 10 worthy, but I do like that. I like Damian Harris against the Jets. Yep. Well, Harris with that fumble. The only thing he's got going in his favor is Ramondre Stevenson, the rhinoceros, also fumbled. Yes. So Harris will always get the workload. I'm not sure he's going to have the real upside to be a, a top 10, but I could see it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, you know, just a little quick sneaky one. Uh, I do like the David Montgomery against Cincinnati. So uh, for right now, I want to take out Najee Harris against the Raiders. Najee Harris, while he did play 100% of the offensive snaps, in my opinion, he didn't look that good against a Bills defense that has been taken advantage of in the run game. Of course, it's a new year. Things change. Situations change. But I was definitely expecting a little bit more out of Najee Harris this week or last week, I should say. And because the Raiders are coming off on a big win, I think Najee Harris kind of struggles part two. I thought the Bills probably defended better than I expect them to. Yes, I was like you. I, I was expecting them to to be uh, to be run all over. Harris certainly had opportunity, uh, but I could um, I could be uh, I could be wrong about the Bills, but they look like a better defense than I thought they were going to be. So, if we look down that top ten, do you think that top five are locked in? Yeah, that top five is pretty pretty straightforward. CMC against the Saints, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, 
Kamara and Chubb. I mean, you, you can potentially reorganize Nick Chubb. I would like to put him a little bit higher. I would like to put him over Derrick Henry, but Kamara up a slot. But I mean, realistically, it's a top five. It really doesn't matter exactly where they're on there as long as they're on there. Absolutely. And then those, those next five names, Aaron Jones and Jonathan Taylor, both in your top, top 10. Aaron Jones. Um, actually, I'm going to also take off Jonathan Taylor real fast. But first, Aaron Jones against the Lions. I'm going to have to agree. I think he does belong in the top 10. You saw the Lions kind of get gashed on the run. Of course, it was the Niners, but Aaron Jones, I would expect to be better than every single Niners running back. So if they can do it, he could do it and he could do it better. And Aaron Jones has gashed the Lions multiple times on big runs. So I 100% expect him to do it again. Speaking of teams getting gashed, do you see the rookie superstar Elijah Mitchell gashing the Eagles this week? Whoever is going to be the running back for the Niners is going to be gashing the Eagles. Yeah. At least I anticipate them gashing the Eagles. We don't know. I mean, maybe they got a good defense and the Falcons just kind of have to be the, uh, the appetizer. But I mean, uh, waiver wire talk. I'm not putting too much investment in Elijah Mitchell because, uh, Trey Sermon was a healthy scratch and, uh, Shanahan has already said that Trey Sermon is going to be active next week. But I do think it is a surprise that Trey Sermon was a healthy scratch. And then Shane Hand came out and said that, hey, the other running backs beat him out. I'm looking at Jermichael Hastley the most out of that running back core right now. I like uh, I like Mitchell's wheels. He looks uh, a good fit for that scheme. But mm-hmm. you're right. That's probably going to be a three-headed monster and, and maybe that stops him. Maybe Antonio Gibson, if he is fit, does sneak in against the Giants. We know he likes to beat up on the NFC East. Now, I actually want to fact check you real fast because, you know, I like fact checking people. Let's see. Last year against the Giants, of course, he played them twice, twice being in the same division. The first game, he had 20 yards rushing. The second game, he has 30 yards rushing. How was his, uh, how was his pass catching? His pass catching receiving. Okay. Let me look at that real fast. Three catches for 35. The first game. Yep. And then four catches for 25, five catches for 25. The second game. So, so basically the same, the same like 60 yards both yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, just about. It's, I mean, the Giants run defense is actually fairly decent. So I'm not, I'm taking Antonio Gibson out of the top 10. This is going to be the worst bit of analysis you hear on a podcast this week. Okay. Antonio Gibson is a big game player. Thursday night football is a big game. Does he blow up national audience like he did on Thanksgiving? The Giants look bad. I watched far too much of that game. They looked bad. Yes, but the Cowboys were worse on Thanksgiving. Oh, they were. So the Cowboys, uh, the Cowboys are so bad. Yes, yes, yes. I'm gonna have to agree. I'm gonna agree there. Now I'm I'm taking DeAndre Swift against yep. Green Bay. I think uh, right now his pass catching ability and the way Jared Goff checks down to him almost seemingly every single play that was incredibly uh, inspiring and motivating to put him in my starting lineup. I you know last week I made a mistake in putting uh, Mike Davis over DeAndre Swift fearing the Niners defense, but no, I mean, it, it, he showed that he's going to put up some fantasy points. He and Williams combined for 19 targets, but I tell you who didn't combine for 19 targets. Austin Eckler didn't have one. Really? No targets this now, week. Do you he, think- he got some red zone work. Larry Roundtree looked okay. Uh, I think they were just being a little bit cautious, but I think it's going to be um, in a game where they're going to need to keep up with the Cowboys. I've, well, preview for my prognostication later in the show. I think this is going to be a, a true shootout. Uh-huh. Uh, but I, I believe in Eckler. I believe in Eckler. Now, you know who also had 19 targets? 
Uh, Darren Waller. Darren Waller. You would be 100% correct. There we go. So, right I, now, I wrote my article today. I, oh. I've seen all the targets, all the splits, everything. Oh, like that, okay. So. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I respect it. I forgot. You're like, also... To, to, you're also on on UK time, so you happen to be up or or available more than the day right now. We're talking on a uh, for me on a Tuesday morning. It's ten o'clock, so I mean, the stats haven't come out yet for me. That's yeah, no, that's fine. It's uh, you're still living in the past. I could have told you the Raiders were going to win if you'd asked. I know. I mean, like, you, how come? I don't. I don't understand this. How come you don't bet on the games, considering you can see them before everybody else? I don't trust VPNs. Uh huh. <laughs> Although in saying that, I did have a bet on the uh, the Kansas City Cleveland game at a nice little nice little collect. So it's a good way to start off the season. Now, before we move on to wide receivers, who from outside, let's say, let's say outside the top twenty, has a potential to be a top ten back this week? Okay, so right now on the rankings, I see Miles Gaskin against Buffalo. That that is one of the more enticing ones that I could say. Can- you know, break that barrier. I also mm-hmm. see Kareem Hunt against Houston. I can also see him breaking that barrier. Daryl Henderson is 23rd right now going against Indianapolis. I can see him bouncing back. I see James Robinson against Denver bounce back. I see Melvin Gordon against Jacksonville, who had a phenomenal run. Ooh. I can see yeah. him definitely having that. Uh, the, I, Tyson this is Williams. your sort of analysis, though, that you love with your Gibson. If you take out that long run, Gordon only, I think he was something like 15 for 45. So Yeah, yeah, that is correct. So, I mean, you, I, I always try to take away the big runs because, you know, chances are it's not going to happen again. But I definitely think Melvin Gordon was the better running back out of the two, especially compared to Javante Williams. But uh, I definitely like Melvin Gordon right now. Yep, I think Gordon against the Jags is a good pick here. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also Tyson Williams against Kansas City. He he might mm-hmm. be a little intriguing. Uh, what about um, Devin Singletary against Miami? Now it was Damian Harris did a number on them. Yeah, you would be correct. Uh, if Zach Moss is inactive again, another healthy scratch, then I would be interested in putting Devin Singletary in a flex spot. Yep. Um, Interesting that uh, they went for Matt Breeder over Zach Moss as well. I mean, I would do the same considering I consider uh, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss kind of like the same player, just not that good. And then you have yeah. like a burner in Matt Breeder. So, I mean, you get a little bit more change of pace. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I mean, I we talked on the show last week about um, Breeder potentially being the, the guy to own in Buffalo. And maybe the uh, the coaching staff agree. Should we, uh, should we talk wide receivers here? Yeah, let's talk wide receiver. So, uh, quick recap the list, right? We got our top five in CMC, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Chubb, Aaron Jones. We're in agreement on Joe Mixon being on the list. I had him off the list. You had him off the list. You're taking him off, I and had... then you're putting Daryl Henderson instead, right? No, I had Austin Eckler. Uh, oh, sorry, Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler, DeAndre Swift, David Montgomery were my three that I added. Uh-huh. Taking out Joe Mixon, Najee Harris, Antonio Gibson. Okay, okay. I would like to leave Joe Mixon. I'm taking off Najee Harris for DeAndre Swift and Antonio Gibson for Austin Eckler. Okay, it's it's not much of a change. A little bit of a change. Yep. Okay. We can. Fair. I think we can agree on that. Yeah, that's fair. All right. So let's go to the wide receivers. And of course, we're going to start off the list with a little Devonte Adams against Detroit. Historically, Devonte Adams has decimated Detroit. To be fair, Detroit's cornerbacks, they're pretty dog water. 
DeAndre Hopkins against the Vikings. Of course, DeAndre Hopkins is going to have a field day. Tyreek Hill against Baltimore. This one should be more interesting. Tyreek Hill has burned Baltimore's secondary multiple occasions. Expect him to do it again. Stefan Diggs against Miami. Now, Stefan Diggs, I think he had 14 targets. Yep. But he was not a fantasy productive receiver. I mean, the, the stats showed, the potential stats showed that he should have been phenomenal against Pittsburgh. But, uh, I mean, the Bills offense in general kind of were a little bit disarray. Of course, the Steelers defense is no joke. Now, Keenan Allen against the Dallas Cowboys also expect a big game. DK Metcalf against the Titans. Now, DK didn't really do too much, in my opinion. He happened to snag that late touchdown to really seal his fantasy stat line. But I wasn't overall impressed with that performance. Calvin Ridley against the Buccaneers. Uh, We can debate that later on. AJ Brown against the Seahawks. Justin Jefferson against the Cardinals. And then Tyler Lockett, number 10, against the Titans. So we get two Seattle wide receivers in the top 10 right now. Did you miss uh, C.D. Lamb or, and, and Keenan Allen, or was I just not listening? Uh, I mentioned Keenan Allen. We're seeing. Yeah, where, there you go. Where's where's, where's, where's oh, C.D. Lamb? Okay, that might um, the, the C.D. Lamb entry might have been fake news on on, on our notes sheet because right now he's showing up as thirteen. Ah, uh, right. Well, he he well he would be an obvious one to slot into that top ten for mine. For C.D. Lamb. Yep. Who are you taking out? So, well, okay. Let's go through this. Adams against the Lions. Hill against the Ravens, Hopkins against the Vikings are my locks. Yeah, uh, so that repeat that one more time. Adams against the Lions. Okay. Hill against the Ravens. Okay. Hopkins against the Vikings. Metcalf against the Titans. Okay. So right now you're leaving Diggs. He's not in the top three anymore. He's well. This this is where we review. I think he's one that could be on the block. As you say, he got 14 targets. Doctor Spichemin had 13, but neither of them really did anything. Okay. That's um. Fine. I have, and, and again, could be a preview for later. I have Amari Cooper, CD Lamb, and Keenan Allen all finishing as potentially top six receivers this week. Okay. Okay. So Keenan Allen, CD Lamb, and you said Amari Cooper? Amari Cooper. Okay. So I, I agree with the Amari Cooper. I think Amari Cooper needs to be on the list somehow. Now I, I'm going to take out the Riddler versus the Buccaneers. Okay, uh, I'm going to agree with you there. Let's take out Calvin Ridley. I don't think Calvin Ridley has a bad game. I just don't think he has a top 10 game. Calvin yep. Ridley, and then I would like to put Amari Cooper for Calvin Ridley spot. Yep. And I want to put Cooper Cup and Thielen in somehow. I feel like they're going to have big games. And I want to try to figure out who can I take out in order to slot them in. And I'm thinking DK Metcalf. That Titans defense doesn't look like it could uh, stop a piece of paper in the breeze at the moment. Yeah, that's why right, right, right now I feel like I got to pick one. Who's going to have a bigger game? Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf? I think it's going to be Metcalf. You think it's going to be Metcalf? All right, so let's take out Tyler Lockett. He's in the 10th slot anyway, so that's easy to drop out. And I want to yep. put I want to put Cooper Cup in that spot. What about Cooper Cup over Jefferson? I think if you believe in Thielen, uh-huh. Then maybe Jefferson has a quiet week. And last year it was really a, a one-two punch. The, we saw the purple goblin, KJ Osborne, get some work on the weekend. I think he was uh, seven for about 70, which is nice to see them bringing in a slot receiver. And, and maybe if you, th- if you believe in Thielen, maybe there's not, or maybe there's too many mouths to feed against the Cardinals, who I thought looked okay in, in defense. Yes, but I definitely think the Cardinals are going to put up points against the, against the Vikings defense. So I think they're going to have to shoot out with them. Yeah, no, that's a that's a good point. 
That's tough. But what's the Vikings line like? The Cardinals have, uh, the Cardinals defense was basically so strong because they just teed off all day on, on Ryan Tannehill. Um, mm. Chandler Jones had five sacks. Like you can't predict him to do that again, but that's, that's where it'll be. It'll be the pass rush. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do think, ah, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah, but I, I definitely think they could run the ball. I think Davin Cook, of course, sets his tone a little bit. I, I'm going to be dropping out Diggs versus the Dolphins. Okay, so you're taking him completely out of the top 10. Yep. I'm okay. going to drop him out of the top 10. Um, Xavier Howard, I think, is is going to shut him down. Okay. That's a nice ego matchup, that one. That is true. That is a nice ego matchup. We're going to see a hefty amount of that. So you're putting Thielen in that spot or are you putting somebody else in that spot? In the top 10 in general, I'd put Amari Cooper. Oh, sorry, okay. Amari Cooper for Diggs. Uh, Cooper Cup for Ridley. They might be the only changes I make out of this. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely think AJ Brown has a solid game. AJ Brown would be one that I'd be worried about on the cusp of, of maybe dropping out. If, if it, if it wasn't anybody against, uh, if it was anybody other than Seattle, I'd be a little bit worried about putting him in the top 10, but I definitely think he could take advantage of Seattle. What about Cortland Sutton against the Jaguars? Cortland no Jerry Judy. I know he had a quiet week, but I don't like Landry against the Texans. Anthony Schwartz, uh, looked okay for a, for a rookie, but you know, he's the sort of guy who might get one loose and, and score. Debo against the Eagles. Debo, I saw that matchup. That was intriguing. I don't think he puts up almost 200 yards and two touchdowns again. Uh, the, the, that one, that's iffy on my end. Uh, the, the problem with Cortland Sutton is a guy named Tim Patrick always finds a way to snag a couple catches, snag a couple passes and be very frustrating. Never trust a man with two first names. Exactly. See, see, you're learning right. You're learning properly. You never trust a man with two first names. Uh, yeah, like Keenan Allen. Yeah. God. See, yeah. No, Keenan, the, the problem with Keenan Allen is I've never met anybody with another name of Keenan. I've met, uh, I've met at least one Keenan, my mate, uh, my mate's brother, Keenan Edinger. So oh. shout out to McLean. Okay. All right. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt for that one. I've never met another CD. So maybe that's where it is. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Anyone from outside the top 20 that you think could, uh, could jump up into this top 10? Antonio Brown. Yep. Um, skipping Julio Jones, screw him. Robert Woods. Actually, Buccaneers against Falcons. That could be a, a Chris Godwin. That could be a Brown. That could be an Evans. One, one of them's going to do it. Um, mm. put some respect on Brandon Cook's name. Yep. Chase Claypool. Yeah, actually, they've got a nice matchup against the Raiders. Uh huh. Uh huh. Now, the Niners defense is extremely injured, or the secondary, I should say. Devontae Smith looks kind of interesting. I don't think he's top 10 interesting, though. Yeah. But I think he's definitely flex to startable. So wide receiver three to flex area-ish. Uh, Corey Davis? No, not against Patriots. Not against the Patriots? Oof. Okay. Um, Odell Beckham? If he if, plays. Uh, if he plays. Yeah, I don't like anyone on the Browns. The Saints, you know, I don't see anyone out of Saints Panthers. How about Nelson Aguilar? It'd be someone like that for the Patriots. It'd be someone with big play potential. Uh, um, I still don't think he's going to be like, we're talking top 10 here. So it's got to be like 140 
like 10 catches, 140, and, and a touchdown at least, I would uh-huh. say, to be top 10 thereabouts. Yeah. And right now, as I look down the list and I go farther down the, the ranking list, everybody else is far, far more unappealing. I mean, if you want a real dart throw for DFS, it would be Anthony Schwartz against the Texans. I could see him taking like 150 on three catches and two he, touchdowns or something like that. Use the Schwartz. Uh, no. <laughs> Is that use the Schwartz? Yeah, use the Schwartz. You never heard that? I like it. You never, you, you never like watched Spaceballs? Uh, I have, but not for some time. Oh my God. All right. Well, now I know what you need to do when this podcast is done. So do we have the top 10 for the wide receiver set? We've got Adams, Hill, Hopkins. I don't think we reached a consensus on this one. Okay. Keenan Allen, CD Lamb, which gives us six. I, I don't like C. Oh, you don't like CD? I, I do and I don't. Like I, He's going to do well. I don't know top 10 well. Let's see. Hold on. Do we have so, do we have Cooper Cup in? Okay. In that case, let's say Adams, Hill, Hopkins, Metcalf, Cooper Cup, Amari Cooper. Okay, that I can agree with. That that's six, which then leaves Diggs, Brown, Jefferson, Lamb, Keenan Allen would be the seventh. So we've got three more to go in. Okay, I think Diggs needs to find a way on there. I th- there's no way you can go 14 targets and still be unproductive in fantasy two weeks in a row. Oh, to, um, what is it? DJ Chark had 12 targets for three catches. He was lucky he went one for 84. Yeah, but I believe in Josh Allen a whole lot more than I do in Trevor Lawrence right now. That's fair. So Ridley versus the Buccaneers, no. Do we want to put in yet-to-be-named Bucks receiver in the top 10? Just put uh, Chris Godwin. Just, just put Bucks receiver top ten. <laughs> One of them will do it. Yep. And a- AJ Brown against the Seahawks. Yeah, I think that's ten. That's ten. There you go. Killing that's it. That's ten ish. Might be nine. <laughs> that's but you know, in the spirit of the the US Open, that's ten ish. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. And it, you know, and if it happens to be nine, uh, we'll put your CD, your beloved CD Lamb, right there in that slot. Yep, works for me. Oh, All hang right. on, we, we, let's put Thielen in that slot. Okay, okay, okay. I, I I appreciate that a little bit more. We'll take Thielen. Yep. Now, what All do right. you got for us? All right, so remember, everybody, every person that has died on Mount Everest, on Mount Everest was once a very motivated person. So maybe you should kind of relax a little bit. Calm down. <laughs> I like it. There you go. Let's yeah. uh, let's take a look at speed round of um, a couple of decent looking games in in week two. Uh, oh yeah, in week two. So uh, who are you looking forward to watching this week? Obviously, you've got the Eagles and 49ers in the early slot for you. But who else is who else is going to be on your radar? Hold on, let me let me grab the schedule real fast. That way, I'm not looking at fake news. All right, so let's see. The Bills Dolphins. I'm interested in it. Yeah, when Red Zone when when Red Zone puts that game on, I won't be sad. Yep. Uh, the Chiefs Ravens. That's going to be a fun one. I, yeah, I, I, Sunday I, night. Yeah, Sunday night. It's, you know, you know, it'd be phenomenal if this was a Thursday night game, but no, I mean, apparently it's unrealistic anymore, but I mean, it, it's now, a night game. A Sunday night game. It is, it's going to be a good game. Uh, I mean, I want to see the Falcons go against the Buccaneers just because I think it'd be funny. Um, Chargers Cowboys. That, that'll be a shootout. As that'll far as be I'm a fun concerned. one. That'll be a fun one. I want to see, uh, Joey Bosa go off a little bit. Steelers Raiders should be close. 
I'm not sure it'll be a great game to watch, but it should be a, a close game, an interesting game. I want to see how the Raiders kind of react to another tough opponent. You know, maybe it's a week one jitters for the Ravens. Maybe it's the, the first home game with fans hype for the Raiders that made him just play all the more better. I want to see it happen again. I could see Panthers Saints being okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Another divisional matchup. Is it divisional? Yes. Yes. Another divisional uh, yes matchup. Yes, it is. That should be I, entertaining. I'll have Jets Patriots on, obviously, in red zone. I'll have red zone on the big screen, Jets Patriots on the laptop. Yeah. So that last week, let's see. I shouldn't say last week. On Sunday, uh, I, I helped my dad out on Sunday. So on the TV, I had the Niners game and then on the laptop, I had red zone. And, uh, yep. I stopped watching the Niners game about halftime. I kind of, it, it was basically like I turned off the volume. I was like, okay, that's just in the corner of my eye. And then I'll, I'll listen to Red Zone now. And then all of a sudden, like while I'm watching Red Zone, uh, I see a highlight for the Lions. I see another highlight for the Lions. I see a Debo fumble and I'm like, wait, hold on. What's going on here? And I look at the TV and all of a sudden the Lions, they're, they're making their game winning drive. And I'm like, what, what happened? Yeah, it was nearly, uh, nearly a very interesting outcome, wasn't it? Uh huh. Uh huh. That's, that's definitely one of those games where you win and you're like, wow, didn't feel like winning. Hmm. You know, I think, uh, Eagles 49ers should be a pretty decent game this week. Now, we, we launched this segment last week called We Did It All for the Rookie. And we said we were excited to watch Elijah Moore. He didn't really, uh, didn't really show out. Who are you, which rookie are you excited to see this week? I would like to see, uh, Trevor Lawrence bounce back a little bit. I don't think he will. I'd also like to see a, another bounce back performance from Zach Wilson. Basically the rookie quarterbacks. That's yep. all I'm interested about. Kyle Pitts against the Bucks would be, you know, hopefully we can see a bit more out of him. That'd be nice. No, I think Kyle Pitts um, has another disappointing game. I mean, the Buccaneers defense and the Buccaneers linebacking core is no joke. I wasn't a big, f- uh, yeah, they, they're, uh, they're a good bunch. I think we'll see, um, Maybe Pitt's not being uh, lined up inside all that much. Um, who else do I want to see this week? Najee Harris, see if he can bounce back. And I'm going to say I'll be interested to see what the cards do with Rondale Moore. I wasn't a big fan of him during the draft process, uh, but we'll see what Kingsbury can cook up for him. And, of course, Michael McCorkle Jones for my beloved Patriots. There you go. All right. Uh, now, yeah. Go I was going to say, before before we go on to, uh, to our last segment... Who do you want? Who are we looking forward to bouncing back this week? And the obvious answers are, I guess, Rogers and Adams for the Packers. Okay, another one would be Brandon Ayuk actually catching a pass and getting onto the field. That'd be a nice little bounce back for a lot of people. I don't think he saw a target. I don't think he saw the playing field. Uh, I think he forty-seven snaps or something like that. But yeah, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't pretty reading for the Ayuk family. Mm. Um, who else are we looking at for a bounce back? James Robinson. Jim bouncing Trump. back against the Bron- against the Broncos. Uh huh. Julio Jones looked a shadow of his former self. Yeah, I mean against the Cardinals. I mean, I believe we talked about it on an episode where uh, I said Julio Jones would probably be a very disappointing player compared to his ADP stock. I really hope I'm wrong. Yep, it just doesn't look like I'm going to be wrong. No, he lo- it, it looked dirty, and hopefully he can get right against the Seahawks. Yeah, this, if, if the Seahawks is definitely a defense that you can definitely get right on. And uh, I'd like to see him go back on track. Yep, me too. I'd, we don't want to see one of the like the all-time greats of the game just sort of fizzle out and die this season. We want to see him back playing his best football. Anything else uh, as we lead into week two? Uh, you smell any upsets here? 
First, uh, I hope Zeke has a bounce back game. I just, his name popped over my head right now. Yep. Uh, upset alerts. Upset alert. I think every time the Chiefs play, they're definitely on upset alert or kind of like you want to see them get upset, even though the Ravens are still a phenomenal team. It, the Chiefs are just so heavily favored in every game they play. Yep. Um, yep. When I look I at that, so the Vikings knocking off the Cardinals, maybe I could see that also. I could see. The Titans not no actually I don't see the Titans knocking off the Seahawks I really don't no and I think that's I think that's probably it I suppose mm-hmm. I wonder it might be a notional might be a notional favorite in Panthers Saints but I could see that going either way uh huh uh huh um the Dolphins I think in theory are the favorites against the Bills but uh, I definitely see the Bills winning that one let's see the Dolphins are one and zero and I think they're at home. I haven't checked. I mean, yeah. I think it's still too early for Vegas to start releasing their uh, little over-unders and everything, but I would assume Dolphins are close. Yeah, they might be in a minus three or a minus four and a half or something like that, mm-hmm. but I, I think the Bills probably bounce back with a nice win there. There we go. I like to hear it there. Other than that, we've got prognostications. Now, we went 0-2 with these last week. Okay. I said that Zach Wilson would be a top 12 quarterback. He was not. You said that Tyler Lockett would go for 200 yards, and he did not. He did get two touchdowns and 100 yards, but, you know, close only counts with horseshoes and hand grenades. So what do you got for me this week? Uh, Okay, I got... Okay, hold on. I need to think of one where it's like like a hot one. Like, no way he does it, but at the same time, you're like, okay, but what if he does? All right. Well, while you're, while you're thinking, I'll give you mine. Okay. Mine is that the Chargers and Cowboys game exceeds 90 combined points and that Justin Herbert and Dak Prescott are the QB1 and QB2 this week in either order and CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, and Keenan Allen are all top six receivers. Okay. 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 Mine one is not nearly as bold, I think. I think Devontae Adams... Has a hundred yards, but three touchdowns. Give me some more yardage there. Okay, hundred fifty yards. Hundred and fifty and three for Devonta Adams. I can uh-huh. look at that. Okay, it's against the Lions. I think he can actually do it. I think so too. Right. I think so. Got anything else for this week? No, nah, I think we're gonna have to wrap up this episode. Of course, you want to be following the Sleeper Wire Show on Twitter to make sure you get an update whenever Sheehan and his phenomenal writing crew puts out an article whenever we get a great debate episode or anything in between of course if you want to follow me on twitter it is at top tier tactics underscore sheehan how about you i'm at sheehan solo yeah as nata said we've got so many great articles waivers we've got a new one coming out the abcs my opportunity report overvalued undervalued starts and sits we've got best bets we've got dfs picks and there's just so much content and don't forget Wednesday nights we have Mail Sack Live so check us out on Twitter and you can call in get your questions answered live on air by our experts sometimes that's Natter and I most of the times it is not but certainly get around us wherever you can mm-hmm. there we go but other than that good luck everybody good luck everybody